pick up any newspaper, watch cable news channels, surf internet news websites. It's all yesterday's news today. You need tomorrow's news today. You need Trends Vision 2020 now with Gerald Salente. Welcome to Trend Vision 2020, your money and your life. I'm Doug Grunther with the publisher of the Trends Journal and world leading trend forecaster, Gerald Salenti. On our podcast this evening, forget education, we got oil. Who's muscling whom? And let's hear it for the sober curious. Gerald, let's get rolling. What happened in the markets today? Well, over there in Asia, everybody's up. Mixed over there in Europe, up in the States, but not a lot. Oil's down, gold's down, and Bitcoin's up. Stocks notch, slight gains as tech shares rise. Wall Street awaits Fed meeting, the Fed's meeting tomorrow and Wednesday. And I believe they're going to not wait until July to lower interest rates. I think they're going to do them right away. We'll see. Now, here's what they say. Worries over the economy have increased recently after job growth and manufacturing activities slowed last month. And then they have about gold. Remember, this is CNBC. Gold prices slipped on Monday after sliding from a more 14-month high the previous session following upbeat U.S. economic data. Wait a minute. <laughs> I just when, thought they were when, slowing, I, everything was when, slowing when I, down. What did I just miss over here? Anyway, that's not why gold's going down. Gold is a safe haven asset, and um, it, it, it's gone up nicely. It has to break higher. We've talked about this over and over again. The bets that they're going to lower interest rates now in July are coming in at 85%. So, oil. U.S. crude settles down 1.1%. China's industrial output growth unexpectedly slowed to more than a 17-year low. That was on Friday. Now, this is very important. They lowered production by 1.2 million barrels a day. And that is still not enough to drive oil prices back up. Number two, what happened in the Straits of Hormuz with those two ships uh, that the United States is blaming Iran for doing, but showing no proof, of course, that they're doing it. If there was real tensions in the Middle East, oil prices would really be mm -hmm. spiking high. So, so what I'm saying is this global slowdown is real. Why do they usually ever unexpectedly? Because we've been hearing about this for a long time. Again, you know, it's um, what they say. <laughs> Emerging markets cut rates on expectations of Fed easing. So now around the world, everybody's cutting interest rates to keep boosting the economy. Um, since April, India, Malaysia, and the Philippines, Egypt, Indonesia, Mexico, South Korea are also ready to do it. Now, this is very important. Remember, they said that the gold prices went down because the economy got strong, right? Mm -hmm. Empire State Manufacturing Index posts largest ever drop into negative territory in June. Hmm. This is June, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Empire State Manufacturing Index plummeted 26.4 points hmm. to a negative 8.6 in June. That's a record decline. Shipments fell 6.6 .6 points to 9.7%. Utility orders also fell sharply. So it's about cutting interest rates. And the other thing's interesting, because interest rates are going down, more people are buying junk bonds because the other stuff isn't paying anything. So 
It's serious here. We're going to have to see if these lower interest rates are really going to jack up the economy. Okay. Well, you spoke about oil. How's this for a headline? United States spends 10 times more on fossil fuel subsidies than education. Yep. The fossil fuel lobby has actively worked in many countries, primarily U.S., China, and Russia, but other countries as well, to protect oil subsidies and avoid the imposition of carbon taxes, doing so protects their profits. And what else do they say they Doug? Um, the equivalent of over 6.5% of global GDP was spent on global subsidies. That's our tax, tax dollars at work. And if that's not a joke enough, the Trump administration is now rebranding fossil fuels to be called molecules of U.S. freedom. Yes, and... And ketchup's a vegetable. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> no, again, you know, it's 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 the rich that are are uh, they're running the government. There's no question about it. So they take our money and do what they want. Remember those carbon taxes? Bill Clinton made that one up too. Yep. They just wanted to cut carbon, but they made a deal. Let's do this. So rather than cutting carbon, they just traded it. Okay. Um, now Iran says it will break uranium stockpile limit in ten days. Um, and this, of course, is in reaction to the fact the United States pulled out of the nuclear agreement with them. Uh, how serious do you take this? Well, this whole Iranian thing is very serious. And again, we've been writing about this. It was one of our top trends for 2018, market shock mass murder. And so you can see the tensions building up in the Middle East and aimed toward Iran. And if Iran moves ahead with this, then Israel and Saudi Arabia are going to jump on board with the United States saying we have to stop them from doing this. And, so it's uh, going yeah. to escalate more war. France and some of the European countries are trying to be the intermediary here and try to come up with a compromise. But, but well, look what just happened. Here you saw the prime minister of Japan go to speak with the uh, leader of Iran. And while he's there, they blame Iran for torpedoing or putting a mine on one of the Japanese ships. And I'm sure the Iranians didn't do that. I mean, what do they have the guy there? They're going to blow up one of his ships. So I, you know, I really think I think the Saudis or Israelis or even the United States did this. And particularly, it's very important. Again, oil prices are in bear market territory, down more than 20 percent. And Saudi Arabia needs a budget of uh, $100 a barrel oil for its budget to make break even. So maybe they did this thing in hoping to drive oil prices yeah, up. Well, because I don't believe a word that Pompeo is saying. They're not showing any evidence. It's all hearsay. All right. But they do have confidence in what they say. They don't yeah. have proof, but they have confidence. Mm -hmm. Hong well, confidence is con man. There you confidence, go. Confidence, yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about the, you know, China, big player on the world scene. Hong Kong's retreat chips away at Xi's iron image. We've been reporting, you know, uh, you have millions of people protesting in Hong Kong against the, the Chinese government and Xi. Is he losing a little grip here or is this a blip on the screen? I think it's a blip on the screen. And what's interesting, though, you're seeing this is a country, what, uh, 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 Hong Kong is not a country, it's part of China. They have about... Um, 7.4 million people, and here you have 2 million people plus out into the streets. In America, what do you have? One day, you're lucky to get a, you know, a million people around the country out, you know, and that's only for one day. They go down to Washington Mall or someplace and come back. The point being, look at what the people have done. They, they held back on, on this new law that they were going to pass because the people are standing up and fighting. But in the United States, you see no fight at all. Yeah, and politicians and corporations take note of that. They can pretty much get away with anything, like oil subsidies. Well, the U.S. is warning India 
of serious implications if it picks Russian S-400 over American defense promises. What's going on here? It goes back to the military-industrial complex, and then there's nothing more to it. And again, uh, talking about no protests in the United States, there's no protests going on about the, the, uh, the push toward war. Why aren't people helping to occupy peace? So the military-industrial complex is clearly in control. All right. Well, speaking of Russia and Putin, here's a headline from CNBC. Vladimir Putin is muscling his way into Africa. That would make you think that he's probably bringing tanks and rockets in. No, in the Central African Republic, Washington had discarded this resource-rich country poised strategically between Africa's Muslim North and Christian South. Now the U.S. is concerned because nature abhors a vacuum. So we know China's investing in Africa. Now it looks like Putin is aggressively investing in Africa. What are we doing? Well, they need the natural resources, particularly with the new technologies. And again, the business of America's war, the business of China's business, and Russia's into the business thing too. And uh, when you look at the United States in these countries, what do they do? They have special forces in there. We're, we're training troops. So our business there isn't in the business end, it's in the war end. All right, well, here's a headline. EU poll hit by Russian disinformation. Yep, there's big story out here. Russian sources mounted a continued and sustained disinformation effort to suppress voter turnout and influence voter preferences at last month's EU parliamentary elections. Now, here's the thing. The document does not draw conclusions about who was behind the disinformation or how it was coordinated. They actually have this there, but they're blaming it on the Russians. And here's the fact. This was the biggest EU election in 25 years. So I guess it didn't work. Oh, and by the way, a lot of people from the Green Party won. So I guess that didn't work either. Right. So this is just more propaganda, anti-Russian propaganda, end of story. Well, I thought it was the Russians are supposed to be the champions of disinformation. Uh, well, speaking of Russia and journalism, Russian journalist release signifies fear of unrest. We covered this last week. What's, the, uh, what's going on here now? Well, they let the guy go, and Putin said, you know, get these guys who put him in jail and find out what, why they did this. But the interesting thing, look at that big article in the Financial Times, and nothing about Chelsea Manning going to jail, nothing about Julian Assange. But when the Russians do it again, it's a big deal. Oh, and by the way, Twitter removed thousands of accounts linked to Iranian regime. Twitter has removed thousands of accounts, and their, the company announced in its latest attempt to combat state backed misinformation online. So the United States, they could put out misinformation about Russia. Anybody could do what they want. The whole game is rigged, period, paragraph. Well, speaking of rigged, um, Univision is America's largest Spanish-speaking TV network. It's got a big influence and a big audience. Uh, their lead journalist, Jorge Ramos, is sometimes called the Walter Cronkite of Latin America. Well, the Latin American Walter Cronkite was caught lying through his teeth. Uh, a few months ago, he interviewed Maduro, the president of Venezuela, who, of course, the United States has been trying to uh, regime change. And uh, analyzing footage, it turns out now that Ramos lied about his interview with Ramos, saying that Ramos confiscated his cameras, wouldn't let things happen, and now evidence has come out to the contrary. He told, uh, Ramos told Maduro, your revolution has failed terribly, and Maduro, when Maduro tried to counter that claim, um, 
the uh, the TV network just shut it down. So, you know, it's well again, just more how of the come same. how come they're not banning him? How come Facebook and Twitter aren't banning banning this guy caught lying? Right. Again, it's it's them and us. End of story. Whether it's carbon, whether it's this, whether it's that, it's one team running the show. Well, Colombia's president says ousting Maduro is his moral duty. Yep, yep. This uh, the, the Colombian president, this is a guy with a 20% approval rating. <laughs> and here's what he said. If you're living in a condo and every single night your neighbor next door beats his wife and his children and you hear the screams wall to wall, what should your moral attitude be? Our moral duty has to be to push Maduro out of power. It's not your duty. Mind your own business. By the way, they're flooding into uh, Colombia. About a million uh, Venezuelans are in there. But again, we, this was one of our big stories in the November Trends Journal. I called it the triangle of death. Colombia, Brazil, and Argentina with the United States aiming toward to try to overthrow Maduro. This is long before it happened, I yep. said this. So that's all this is. And, and here, a practicing Catholic from Colombia's most right-wing mainstream party. This is from the Financial Times writing this. The, he, he often refers to morality to justify his positions. So I'm tired of these people calling themselves Catholics, evangelical Christians, using violence to overthrow other nations and calling themselves Christians as somebody who was raised Christian. Stop the hypocrisy. All right. Now, we're still staying in Latin America because a power outage hit hard, Argentina and Uruguay. Yep, they're saying 10 millions affected by the blackout could take two weeks to determine. Now, remember what happened when there was a blackout in Venezuela a few months ago. Then it was terrible. Oh, how could they let this happen? Oh, how the people are suffering. Oh, things are wonderful over there in Argentina. They only have a 55% in, uh, inflation rate. The peso's only down over 50%, and they have massive unemployment. But that's okay. So I'm saying again, the hypocrisy of the media. Yeah. Well, Gerald, you and I and our baby boomer audience, when we were growing up, one of the most prestigious occupations you could pursue was being a doctor, right? Yep. No more. Suicide rates for doctors and young physicians are among the highest in the U.S. population. Well, we were talking about this uh, on the last Trends and Trend Vision 2020 podcast, and we talked about the monopolies that have taken over uh, the, the healthcare industry. Right. And these people, they're, they're all stressed out. Here's something. High suicide rates are also prevalent among medical students. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for medical students. They are three times more likely to kill themselves than their peers in the same age group. As many as 30% of medical students suffer from depression. Again, it's a handful of hospital chains that are running the show. It's a whole different world than when we were young people. You also have to realize that insurance companies will only pay doctors for, on average, a 15 minutes of time with a patient. Wow. Doctors have to spend most of that time, not even that 15 minutes, not with the patient, but inputting data that the insurance companies demand having. Mm. So the doctors don't even get time to heal people anymore. No wonder they're, they're in trouble. Um, backing for impeachment inquiry hits 27%. Big story in the, in the Wall Street Journal. It means nothing. Again, the Republicans control the Senate. If the House impeaches him, they have to vote to throw him out. And uh, they need 
two-thirds vote. They already have a majority. It's not going to happen. It's a waste of energy and time. And that's why you listen to Trend Vision 2020. And we're going to have a big article um, on job burnout and the real reasons behind it. And that's going to be in your next Trends Journal. And you subscribe by going to Trends Journal at TrendsJournal.com. Read history before it happens. Now, Americans, I'm sorry, I have to laugh. Americans now spend more at internet stores than restaurants. Yep. The dominance of online merchants is becoming increasingly clear. In the past year, Americans boosted spending to non-store retailers while clothing, food and beverage, and building material stores felt the brunt of consumers' changing habits. This is a Bloomberg story. Spending at non-store retailers, mostly internet merchants, increased by $6.4 billion from a year earlier to $62.4 billion annualized. The non-store retailer category is now largest spending category than restaurants and bars. So instead of socializing, we're on our computers ordering stuff online. Yep. Well, here's an interesting uh, trend story. Bars without booze for the sober and sober curious. Um, it turns out now that uh, we're seeing more and more bars opening up that are catering to people who don't drink liquor but want kind of the feel and the look of a drink. In New York City, Listen Bar brands itself all bar, no booze. There's the Sons Bar in Austin, Texas, which looks like any other bar with shelves of drinks and bottled offerings called mocktails. Things like rosemary and ginger, uh, a Sons uh, Garita. It incorporates lime, agave, and apple cider vinegar, leaves out the tequila. So in other words, they're trying to get people to go out, socialize, be, you know, have the feel of a drink, but no alcohol. Well, it goes back. It's, it's a new trend, and it, it is going to be growth in it. It ties into the plant-based foods. Yes. And, and people don't want to drink as much as they, they used to, when it's a whole different culture. So there's definitely a market segment for that. And, uh, it, and again, when you're looking at, we just mentioned how people are spending less in bars and spending more on the internet, so this is not going to be good for the bar business. That's right. Extent. And the other thing, too, is that you can't go out and have two drinks. The cops stop you everywhere. So, you know, people don't want to be hassled like this. So this kind of thing is going to grow. All right. Well, keep up ahead of the trends by joining us on Trend Vision 2020. We will be back tomorrow evening.